Fine, uh, Scott Todd. October 18th. I can check the date there. 2018. A little later in the week this week for a couple reasons that no one cares about, so we will not go through those. Word. Word to Word. your mother. Uh, the biggest event in Todd's life recently is the NBA season has started. Fuck yeah. Exactly. That was for the kids. Uh, so <laughs> he's very excited about that. It's not just me. It's the biggest event in everyone's life. If it's not the biggest <laughs> event in your life, you're missing out. Sure. Fucking NBA is back. I'm so pumped. I can tell. You got your Blazers hat on and everything because yeah. tonight is the night. Tonight. Where the Blazers play the Lakers in Portland. We'll get to that later. In a little bit. Don't worry. Rabbit NBA fans, all three listeners that we have that are Rabbit NBA fans. Zing-ling. We'll get to that shortly. But I did want to cover a couple other quick things here before we get to that. And then we're going to do some deep diving into NBA topics, big and small. Um, I wanted to start with something that was kind of a throwaway line on an episode that I believe was uploaded this past week, or this week rather, this past Monday, and that is where we were talking about, we were, I, feel, I feel like we were talking about chips, we were spending 17 minutes talking about our favorite <laughs> chips or something, I don't know, a typical bro pot of Scott and Todd moment, um, or series of, s- series of moments, and you, you threw out this idea, uh-huh. or this concept, or this truism, that soup is your favorite food. You said, I love a good... No, I know what it was. We were talking about jumping in leaves, and we were talking about fall traditions. Yes. And we were talking about sweaters and sweater weather, and then you mentioned the sweater weather, the emo band or something. Anyway, and then you somehow... I right right near me. There you go. You somehow went full circle and said, soup is my favorite food. I don't know that I said soup is my favorite food. I said, I love a good soup in the fall. I might have said it's my favorite fall food. I mean, no, you 100% said soup is my favorite food. And right, I, wanted to, I wanted to investigate that a little bit I more mean, because that's kind of sad. It's definitely probably top five. Pizza really? pizza is definitely my favorite food. Okay, fair enough. So there's, the sanity is there. That's good. I was concerned for your own mental but health. But I did make a separate document of some of my favorite soups. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow, a surprise for me for the first time ever on the Bro Pile with Scott and Todd because I did not expect this to happen. So I will the biggest s- surprise is Todd did show prep. So please, so regale us. I will say, I am a fan of the thicker soups. Uh, growing up when I ate meat, uh, I liked beef stew. Okay. I don't eat meat anymore, so stews are a little less common. Although right, I do they're it, out. They're, I didn't even put this one on the list, but there's a... If you look up uh, Dave Lieberman's chickpea stew, oh, it's so good. I think you may have okay. even had it with us before. It's really, it's really a tasty it's soup. Does that come in a can? No, no, no. You make it yourself, but it's easy to make. Gotcha. You basically, all soups are the same. Basically, you uh, you saute some aromatics, your onions, garlic, maybe some <laughs> celery, and a little bit of olive oil till they turn translucent. You okay. put in. Uh, some broth and vegetables, whatever they are. You let them cook for a while, and then you're good to go. Hang on. I, I need to back you up a step, because this is Mariana Trench deep dive that we're doing here, which I was not anticipating. So I'm going to have some questions as we go. All right, bring so, it. Uh, saute the aromatics is quite possibly the gayest thing you've ever said. But fair <laughs> enough. I'm with you. I know what you meant. 
I think they shoved the aromatics up your ass. <laughs> you could have. That could have happened. All right, this one is definitely an explicit episode. Right from the gun. <laughs> Fuck yeah, NBA season started, and now we're shoving vegetables up our asses. So, fair enough. I don't, I don't understand how that's gay. I love soup. <laughs> Soup's delicious. I, just, I, just uh, and I, whatever. Wait, let's, that's let's, fine. let's eliminate that comment. That's that's not my... Qu- we love I, gay I'm not editing anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not editing anything. Editing up. it. I'm just saying. Okay. There's nothing against. Yeah, go ahead. Of course not. Not that there's anything. Anyway, so you said the sautéing the aromatics, which onions, things like that, things that have strong aromas. I got that. Then you just quickly skipped past that and said, "Throw the broth and the vegetables in, and you're good to go." What is? I understand what a vegetable is, but what? And I think so this is the key. I'll go through some. What of is my, a soup broth? I'll go through some of my favorite soups here. So. Okay. I put uh, six on question. here. Fair I'll, enough. Let's get, we'll circle right. back to your question. So okay. some of my favorite soups, tomato soup, especially with grilled okay. cheese. Excellent yes. for dipping. Most of yes. my soups I like to add a little hot sauce to, give them a little spice at the end. They may not be cooked oh. with hot sauce, but I like them. Risky, but I yeah. love it. So tomato soup, butternut squash soup, or pumpkin soup, also excellent with uh, hot sauce. Okay. Um, the Hang, only... on. Hang on. Do you have those... With the grilled cheese as well, and use it almost as an au jus. So you're you, dipping the grilled you, cheese. You into certainly them. could. I mean, they're they're also good with just a crusty bread. It's right. been warmed through in the oven. This the sourdough fall the weather. Yeah. I wouldn't put it in the toaster, but you could. Okay. Um, we don't have a toaster oven though, so we just have a. a Hang on, I gotta put a scarf around my neck so I can just, yeah. I can just feel. Get that I can big. Feel what you're that saying. big. Pashmina big that you coat. have there. Yeah. Wrapped yes, around the pashmina. Yes. Wrap around your neck. So in the case of like a tomato, oh maybe not yes. a tomato, but a butternut squash, yeah. where it's something that needs a little tenderizing, you will saute your aromatics, then you will add your chopped or cubed or however you've prepared your vegetables into the... Uh, I'm a cubed man, obviously. It, you put them in there, and you add broth to cover, basically, and you uh, let that soften and simmer for 30, 45 minutes, 6 hours, doesn't matter. I mean, you need probably 20 or 30 minutes, but then if you want a creamier soup, you just blend that up and zip, good to go. Immersion blender, I recommend. You can also transfer to a standard blender, but it's a little more of a pain in the ass, especially if the soup is is warm. Is there a brand of immersion blender that you uh, prefer more than others or that you have? I mean, we have an Oster, but I don't know, just Google it on Amazon. They're, They're not that technical. It's just a little blade on a stick. Right. You can shove into hot liquid. Okay. Just quick reminder, though. Tonight's show brought to you by Oster. Yeah. They Oster make brings you the best immersion, immersion blenders. Blending products. Other soups I like on this list: split pea. Often Why are you split peas. <laughs> I'm pointing at the list. I have my list oh, on the okay. monitor where the camera is. I got you. Okay. <laughs> um, split split pea. pea is often made with ham, so it's not not always available to me. But I do enjoy right. a vegetarian split pea. Again, it's a right. thicker soup. I like the thicker ones. Clearly. Not a, not as much fan of the clear broth, although you know, sort of chicken and dumplings kind of thing. If it doesn't have chicken, I would eat that. But right. that's not Sands that's not my jam as far as soups go. Right. The one soup I do have in that category is a ramen. I like just a ramen with a veggie broth. Just any ramen. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I just like that sort of chewy noodle and salty broth. That's a good. So you're recipe. you're you're literally talking about the 15 cent packages of ramen yeah, yeah. that you can get at your local. I mean, okay. I use a veggie broth cube rather than the flavor packet because they usually have little bits of chicken and or beef in them but a bouillon cube perhaps yes a veggie bouillon okay. cube yes um and then I'm the other soups that are really, the other soups that i really like are 
put black bean. That one's not my favorite, but it can be good. You get a little spicy sort of Cuban black bean yes. soup can be tasty. I've had and that. lentil soup. Ooh. If you get a good Lebanese sort of Middle Eastern lentil soup, with a little mm. pita, a little warm pita, maybe the pita's a little salty, dipping right. in there. It's sort of a yellowy color. Sometimes it has potatoes in it. Sometimes it doesn't. Excellent fall dish. There was a uh, Lebanese restaurant in Portland in probably 2007, maybe. I ate there like every day when I worked downtown. Okay. Actually, it was probably more like 2004, but whatever. It was delicious. Well, maybe 2007. I don't know. Somewhere in there. It's no longer there. (laughs) Or that same restaurant is not there. So those are sort of my top soups. So okay. I, like I said, if you're adding lentils, like lentils are a little different because they need to cook a little longer to soften up. But all those things, you have your aromatics, put your veggies in, you let it sort of uh, mingle, get friendly with each other, let those flavors mingle. Oftentimes soups are better the next day after they've been cooked and everything sort of comes together. Okay. You can add a little more salt if you need to. So I, I I must ask because you seem very excited about soups and all things soup related. You also seem obviously very excited as we discussed earlier with the kickoff of the NBA season. I mean, it's if you had to compare, fall, fall's a great season. If you had to compare which one you're more excited about, would it be the NBA season or just soups in general and your love and affection for all things soup? Uh, am I more excited about the NBA or soups? Hmm. Right. Keeping in mind, the NBA I don't, I don't recycles often pair every them, year. I will say. No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> so, so a perfect fall afternoon or evening for I mean, you is not a soup. Well, and it could be a soup and, and then an a, NBA game. And then a game. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, being on yeah. the East Coast now, most of the games don't start until 10. Very late. Tonight's game won't yeah. start till 10.45 probably because it's on fucking right. TNT. Right. Yeah, it's the worst. I hate uh, TNT games. Late games suck ass. I mean, it's better for you because it's only... Yeah, it's only 7:20, right? Yeah, I got another hour, and I'm, I'm still relaxing at that point. I'm having maybe a nice post-dinner soup. The tea as I sit down to watch. Oh, you're gonna have a soup after dinner, huh? Lakers? Why not? Do do you not use them? Do you not actually clean off your fingers in a nice brothy soup that's not as thick? What? Nobody does that. Dip your fingers in there. All right, so let's get back to soup because I have a myriad of questions. (laughs) Um, I don't understand. You have questions. How do you how do you not like soup? I didn't. Have I said I don't like soup? I don't know. You're, you're implying that it's not your favorite I'm dish. I'm not implying that. I, I'm, I'm implying that if it's someone's favorite food, they must not live in the first world country, as you and I both do, where we have a variety of very savory foods to choose mm-hmm. from, and you're choosing water and vegetables. But anyway, especially because you're a vegetarian, you, uh, you automatically so good, exclude yourself from some of the, the heartier soups. Although I understand that Clearly, based on your list, many of the bean-level soups have replaced the meat options that you might have. So, I mean, like I my, said, when I was a kid, I loved yeah. beef stew. You get that nice sort of right. thick. Oh, yeah. And if I were a meat eater, I would still eat beef stew. Of course you would. But I'm not. You'd probably eat it for every meal based on this conversation. Here's my question. You you still never answered my question about broth. I did. You're skipping over. No, no, no. You're skipping over... The basic question of what is a broth? Is it just water? Oh, is it no. water and salt? I mean, you could... So, a tomato soup is generally water or a canned tomato, which has the tomato sort of juices in it. But most okay. of these soups that I'm talking about, I would add, in my case, a vegetable stock or a bouillon with water 
to create a vegetable okay. stock, which gives okay. it like some herbaceousness, some salt, all that kind of stuff. The flavor, if you will. All right. Follow up question. <laughs> Have you ever used herbaceousness in any way other than in your your deep dives of soup? That sure. you clearly have with coworkers and friends alike. Yeah, I can throw some other food terms out there. Some mouthfeel. The lentil soup has a good mouthfeel. Uh, I, can may, see, I can may, see you rubbing your brow. This may signal the end of the podcast, <laughs> so I hope you guys have enjoyed the pro-pod of Scott and Todd. Wait, we haven't even done sibling, our sibling dribbling segment yet. Yeah, we sibling dribbling. That. Like, that kicks off next week. I can't wait. <laughs> Um, no, I mean the segment where we talk about the NBA. Oh, the segment tonight. Yeah, we're talking about NBA. Sibling dribblings. Um, <laughs> okay. So, um, to, to, so to answer your question of am I a fan of soup, specifically the soups you have mentioned here this evening, twice last week when uh, Jamie was out of town, I actually had huh? grilled cheese and tomato soup. Interesting. And I quite enjoyed them. There is a new... I don't know how new it is, but there's a brand of soup called, I think it's called Well Yes. Uh, it's, it's a can. It's a canned soup. Well, yes, I will have Well, soup. yes. I, I literally think that's where they get it from. Does it have um, like a comma after well? I don't or know. Or exclamation point at the end? Anyway, look it up. It's it's They have great combinations of soups. Um, they have probably the most, you know, quote unquote, hashtag basic bitch one they have is the just straight up tomato basil one but they have they have a sweet potato which is excellent they're all very hearty and they have mixes um they have a it's, it's oh, only multiple did you get yeah. it in a sipping cup or in a can they they also no, come I got in it in sipping can. cups no, they are they are can. made by campbells who believe okay. that soup is good food as well there you I. go and i would agree with the well yes variety uh, of the Campbells. Now, Street Campbells I'm not a huge fan of, but yeah. Um, but yeah, Well Yes is also, we're in talks to have them become a sponsor <laughs> of the program. They can de- I, I will sing their praises if they send me some soup. I can personally attest to the deliciousness of their products, and I would so, suggest based on your utter undying love, perhaps as much as you love your own children, uh, for soups, that you would try some of these because I think you might find them quite tasty. I'll give it a try. And what did you say you liked? The uh... it was the it's a sweet potato and corn, I think. And there's like wild rice. I don't know. They have a lot of different flavors, so you might uh-oh. you might not uh, come across them as quickly um, looking at the website, but um, all very tasty. I've had a variety of the, their options, and they're all very tasty. I would, I would recommend to you specifically that you try as many as, as you find interesting. All right. Well, I see a lightly salted tomato basil bisque. And a Santa think... Fe vegetable. I see a butternut squash and sweet potato sipping soup, but it's yeah, it's not bad. listed in the... It's not listed in the, in the non-sipping version, but okay. you know, I'm sure they've expanded their repertoire. Maybe since they first launched the site, there's oh, sweet potato corn chowder. Maybe that's the that's one. that's the one. Very tasty. I enjoy it immensely. Um, I would also it brings comment... together the delicious flavor of sweet potatoes and corn with the great taste of carrots, red peppers, and wild rice. Yeah, the wild rice. I thought I wouldn't like, but it's actually the perfect texture profile to mix 
with the taste sensation that is the sweet potato and corn combination. <laughs> so it's a, what was the word you used earlier? <laughs> Does it have some good herbaceousness? Herbaceousness and brothtasticness, I think, is how I would put it, actually, if I were to create a word, as I believe you have, with herbaceousness. I did um, not make that really word does. up. It, it brings out the aromatics and colors my palette of flavors, if I may. <laughs> so what else do you have to say about soup, Todd? What is, with um, what is clearly your favorite food besides pizza? And donuts, which, by the way, yeah, don't lie and say donuts aren't top five. No, donuts are in there. I didn't say it was my favorite. I mean, I may have said that, but anyway. Right. Um, what else is there to say about soup? I don't know. It's, it's delicious food. I recommend it. It's generally healthy. Yeah. Unless you're eating, I mean, I wouldn't eat beef stew every day. I mean, I wouldn't no. eat it at all. But well, I see that, and I think that's what fat in there. That, that's what people worry about, and not even the fat. I think or the not sodium the fat, just content. The, yeah, soups can be pretty salty. You got to look out for that. Very salty. Yeah. It's a good way to get veggies. It's not always the healthiest veggies because you're basically cooking a lot of the nutrition out of it. But right. I mean, broth is pretty healthy for the most part. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. It's a flavorful thing. Like they're generally pretty filling. Like if you uh, if you have this idea of you don't want to drink your calories as far as like soda and stuff, I'd say drinking your calories through soup is probably a better way because you're not like um, I feel like it. It's a filling meal without eating a lot of food. I don't know if that's so actually great for weight control, but. Probably not. So let's go down that rabbit hole for just a moment, because um, you mentioned earlier the sippy cups or whatever the hell the Well Yes brand calls them. Uh, let me check. That, I believe yeah, they're that, called sipping soups. Sipping soups. I think you're right. So that that concept to me sounds disgusting. Um, Why? Drinking your meal, and, and also if you have any sort of you know, with the with the exception of tomato basil, all all the soups I would eat would have some sort of solid in there. How big is the opening? Like, are you popping open a soda can to drink these? How does this work? I assume most of the sipping soups are more like they. Looking at their menu, they have a roasted red mm-hmm. pepper and tomato, which is basically okay. pureed. I imagine Salt most there, right? harvest carrot and ginger. Ooh, carrot carrot ginger soup is usually pretty tasty. Mm. I think most of the sipping yeah. soups are probably finely blended, not not a whole vegetable in broth. Okay. Sort of thing. So basically, it's like a V8. Yeah, I mean, I guess Getting so. Getting a lot I, of vegetables. I don't think of yeah. sipping as, like, I mean, I guess it is. I, I don't think of it as a beverage, though. You're just, you're basically sipping it out of your spoon. I don't know what difference it makes as if you use a spoon or you just sort of tip the cup back. Okay. See, I, I was literally thinking that you, not quite like a soda can, but you kind of, you know, opened up a small little slit in the top of the container. Yeah, I think that is how it works. Tipped it up. Yeah, I think right. you do tip it up, but I mean, I guess I wouldn't take big gulps of it. I just sort of No, especially if you It says it that first, it provides sippable satisfaction in 2 minutes. That's sipping I'm soups sure it from does. Well Yes by Campbell's tonight's sponsor. Tonight's sponsor. Thank you, Well Yes. Well, yes, I will. Well, um, yes. Many of these soups are vegetarian, so Yeah, vegetarian friendly. And vegan friendly. I have no idea if that's true or not. I don't know if they're vegan. <clears throat> probably not. So they probably have some cream in them. And then what is hopefully and perhaps my last question on the soup topic of the night? A mere twenty minutes done on soups. This, <laughs> this is your idea. 
is no, I know, because I just wanted to make fun of you, which I have successfully <laughs> done. Is how? What are your thoughts? And and please, for the listening audience, describe the difference between a soup and a chowda, as the our friends up in the northeast. Uh, you want me to explain the difference between soup and a chowder? Yes, I because I don't know, nor do I give two shits about. It, so <laughs> I I don't know. I think chowders are all. I was gonna say they're all milk based, but I think like. I think a New York chowder is actually tomato based. I don't I don't really know what the difference between a chowder is. I bet the internet So you think knows, it's kind huh? of the base sauce, maybe it's instead of a broth, it's a like you said, more of a creamy base. So it's according to Wikipedia, a yes. chowder is a type of soup or stew often prepared with milk or cream, which I suggested. You did. And thickened with broken crackers, crushed ship biscuit, or a roux. You know what a roux is? Yes, I do. Okay. For our listeners, why don't you explain it? Okay. A roux is where... <laughs> it's like a thickening agent. I think usually it's like flour and water, maybe some other right. stuff. It helps. It thickens the soup, basically. I've actually had, uh, or I didn't do it, but Jamie may, has made a, a roux as the base for a gravy when we will have like pork chops. Yeah. She'll make that out of the... The fat like and... Like cook the pork chops, yeah, in a pan, flour. and then she'll keep that same pan grease and things and then incorporate some flour and, and things of that yeah, sort. Yeah, it's often used for thicker soups and or yes. uh, gravy, I think. Fuck if I know. Right. I'm not, I know it sounds like I might know a little bit about cooking, but I really don't know shit about cooking. No, I don't think anyone's fooled into thinking, you know, <laughs> Just thing I said, one herbaceous. about cooking. <laughs> but, right. I mean, anyone can have a fake lexicon. That is, that is a real word. Like, you but, understand what I'm talking about. It's not a made-up word. If you watch the aciousness, if you, can be added if on you watch the Food Network as much as my wife did, and by proxy I did for the last, I don't 20 know, years. twenty years, <laughs> pick up some of that stuff. Fair <clears throat> enough. I also said aromatics, okay. and you knew what that was too. Aromatic is a more common word, and not made up like herbaceousness. That's not made up. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's move on. Shall we? Um, we shall. So this is a short little topic. I just wanted to bring it up because it is actually pretty significant. So as many of you know and have read in the news, uh, Sears, as in Sears Roebuck, is basically going out of business. They have until the end of the year um, to try to reorganize themselves through the Chapter Chapter 11 bankruptcy court. It's not going to happen. Sears, who unbeknownst to me actually owns the Kmart brand as well. Yeah, I was going to ask. Call there. I haven't followed this as much. Does that mean Kmart is also bankrupt or is that a separate yes. brand or just like a DBA or well, does that work? It was, yeah, it was under a separate flag, if you will. So Kmart was actually declared bankruptcy several years ago um, and Sears tried to pull them out. Sears is paying something along the lines of $160 million a month to their trustees to try to get out of bankruptcy and obviously that's not going to happen anymore but the reason it's a big story and the reason I wanted to bring it up is because before there was Amazon before there was eBay before there was the internet Sears really spearheaded the idea of the one stop shop for everything they had the Sears catalog which Ooh, was pretty man, famous many Sears catalogs were thumbed through by this bro pod if you will exactly so it really was kind of a um, trailblazer, no pun intended, based on tonight's games. But really, the, uh, Sears Sears Roebuck really was a trailblazer in terms of just retail and the whole retail space um, in that one store, again, being able to find anything from 
you know, appliances for your kitchen to clothing to toys, you name it. You could get it Craftsman all at Sears. Brand. It was Walmart before there was Walmart. What's that? Craftsman brand tools have been yeah, were they sold developed exclusively their own... at Sears for a long time. I just read exactly. that somebody else was going to take them over. I don't remember whom. Oh, I wouldn't know about that. I, I like somebody else sells Craftsman now. I think you used to only I be able to get it at Sears for a while. I'm sure they've been selling on Amazon for a while now, too. But I'm sure uh, I read an article about an artist. I don't remember what his name is. I followed him on Twitter. I will retweet something about him from our account, if I remember. Basquiat? No. Oh. <laughs> Who paints abandoned Sears stores, which are pretty awesome. Oh, that's but pretty awesome. In the article, they were talking about how Sears recently has been trying to make money by leasing out their stores as like event spaces or something to like just oh, yeah. try to generate some income. Right. No, that's a that's a that's a valid point. When you think about these, and by the way, Sears has been around since the 19th century. That would be the 1800s for those of you that don't understand how centuries work. They've been around for like 130 years. It's some insane amount of time, and. Yeah, the thing that a lot of people don't realize about big, um, uh, big box stores, as they call them, Best Buy is going through a similar problem right now. Is that they have so much money tied up in real estate that a lot of times that's what brings them down. It's not necessarily that their merchandise isn't selling as well, or you know, in the case of Best Buy, that the the Geek Squad thing isn't as popular as it used to be. Although I think those things are true, but it's that they, at their peak, they were buying up all these spaces and all these stores and getting locked into these giant leases such that they're so over leveraged that if their sales and profits didn't continue to go up, which they didn't, they suddenly have a pretty big problem on their hands. So now they have to start shutting down these stores and they try to get people to, uh, you know, they try to buy their way out of their leases and sometimes that can be expensive. So Sears being around since the late 1800s, um, they obviously have a ton of stores. They were in pretty much every shopping mall of any size all across America. Um, and it just, they just, again, because of uh, because of companies like Amazon and other online retailers, it just really kind of crushed them over, specifically over the last 10 to 15 years and made it really hard for them to survive. What, do you, what are you reading? You look puzzled. Oh, nothing. I was trying to find that artist that does oh. the Sears paintings, but having a hard time locating it. Well, that's helpful. Um, in any event, so so Sears is, is probably going to cease to exist. And I think really this is just one of the biggest and kind of first dominoes to fall here. I think, you know, you think about other big retailers, Belk and JCPenney and places like that that were always on the, the end marks of, of any shopping mall that you went to as, as a kid, assuming you're you know, at least 20, 25 years old or older, um, I think those are going to go away. I think I think shopping malls will always have a place in our society, but it's going to be tougher and tougher for those actual brick-and-mortar stores to exist because of the existence uh, of online, online shopping. And that doesn't surprise anyone, you know, online retail sales, particularly around Black Friday and, and, and the Christmas time shopping, shopping season have been gaining more and more and more over physical retailers for years and years and I think they may have actually overtaken in the past couple of years actual sales online or actual sales around that time uh, holiday sales so I don't see that changing it's just too convenient it's oftentimes cheaper and you know if you get some free shipping why would you leave your house and, and fight the lines and fight the other 
the other consumers that are out there trying to buy the same things that you are. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, bon voyage, Sears. It was a good run. And, and as Todd mentioned, that Sears catalog is something that people of a certain age or older all remember because uh, everybody had it. And everybody uh, so I, it. I found the artist. His name is Brandon Bird. At Brandon, Brandon Bird. underscore Bird on Twitter. Is that with an I or a Y? B-R-A-N-D-O-N underscore B-I-R-D. B-I-R-D. I mean, I could talk for a while about retail since it is part of my work, but we don't need to go into all that. I mean, retail's changing, obviously. There's people are trying to attract people with experiences and services that you can't get from buying online. Uh, We were discussing today, like, do people, like... I talked with a couple people, actually. One that I worked with and another person. Um, do they listen to the pod? Uh, they do not, but okay. maybe they will. make that change. Um, <laughs> shout out to Christine and Deuterow. Anyway, um, the, we were talking about, like, do people prefer to, like, try on clothes or, you just, or shoes or you just buy it and then return if it's not the right size? One of the people, like, one of the conversations was more like, I don't know if people care anymore. Like, with the Amazon thing, if yep. you get free shipping and and free returns, like, there's no reason sure. to not, or to go into the store because you can just try it on at home. But if you have right. to pay for shipping, then depending on what it is, there's a little bit of a different calculus. Depending on where you have to go, how expensive yep. it is, what the shipping, like, how quickly you need it, so... I mean, I if the free shipping and free returns become sort of mainstream, then I, yeah, I think that's another. It's just a convenience thing. You like stuff with Amazon, yep. like the same day shipping. You know, some things you can get yep. if you order it by 10 a.m., you get it the same day. Like that's Crazy. that's pretty hard to beat because it's more. It's when it co- becomes more convenient than driving five minutes from your house. <laughs> it's, it makes it really difficult. Yep. It's hard to get around it, of course. You can order it from work, and then by the time you get home, it's waiting for you. You don't have to stop on the way home. You don't have to someone else stop on the way home. On the weekends, you can order in your underwear and remain in your underwear all afternoon until it comes in the afternoon. I mean, it's Or you can actually yeah. order in your underwear. Right. Right. I mean, have it shipped to you. I would do new underwear shipped to you. Yeah, why not? Why change underwear? Just wait for the new underwear to show up at your door. <laughs> throw it away. Just throw it, it outside and say, right take away. that away yeah. when you leave. Yeah. Hand the old pair to the UPS guy <laughs> and take the new pair. Just um, I mean, it's interesting because, like, I feel like that. I I wonder how far that line will move. Like, right right now, like we've done some grocery shopping. We have done some Amazon groceries, which eh, wasn't great. I was about to say, I remember Amazon you guys saying fresh. you were a huge fan of that process. Yeah, it's it's still a little more expensive, and st- I mean, I was just saying, right. like, I wonder if that line will shift. Where, like, I have done some online shopping for groceries, but I like being able to pick out my own stuff. Produce specifically. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, I assume it'll get better, maybe. I don't know. Some of those things are, like, personal preferences. Like, I know, I feel like either through Amazon or one of the other grocery stores we've done online shopping, you can tell, like, how how ripe you want your bananas. You know what yes, I mean? Like, some I've people want that. them green, and some people are like, yep. some weirdos are like, I want them brown. I don't know why the fuck you'd want them anything other than not completely green just 
Right. Yellow with a Good tinge of yellow. green on the end. <laughs> like, sure, not super not? ripe, yeah. but I'd like them to last more than a day if I'm getting more than two bananas. Well, if you're making, like, banana cream pudding or something, I think you're supposed to use very ripe bananas. But anyway. I think banana bread, yeah, but... Banana you, bread, that's what you, I meant. Yeah. They can also always get more ripe. They can't get of course, less ripe. Of course, they can't go so. backwards, yeah. Unless you need to make that banana pudding, like, the next pudding. day. Right, which you don't. Of course. Anyway, so, yeah, retail's weird. We're living Case in an age of computers. We certainly are. I was actually... Things are changing every day. I was listening to a uh, an interview with Elon Musk today, and yesterday. Was he high? It was, he actually was. It was that interview. Oh, the Joe um, Rogan interview. Yeah, it was. I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. Shout out to Joe Rogan podcast. He does some good stuff. Um, a very interesting interview. Obviously, Elon Musk is a very interesting guy who does not often do those types of freeform interviews. But he talked. For, they talked for like an hour about artificial intelligence and the future of it. And that was one of the things they talked about. Is um, you know, are we getting too complacent? And it was very much like, I believe it was it Wally. Was that the movie yeah. where there's all the fat people just sitting? Yeah, in they're just sipping, sort of like. Yeah, sipping soda. Gatorade at the end. <laughs> just yeah. watching TV. I mean, he didn't go to that extreme, but he, I mean, uh, it's, he definitely talked We're not, about... not that far off from the end of Wally. No. Yeah, or from Idiocracy. Have you seen Idiocracy? I have seen Idiocracy, yes. That's what plants crave. That's I don't a, get it. Anyway. They, they water their plants with Gatorade and all the plants. Oh, with Gatorade. They, I, yeah, not Gatorade, a but a, a version of Gatorade. By the way, that movie... Not actually that good, but what? Um, I, I didn't think it was that good. Like it's supposed to be a comedy. I didn't think it was really all that. Funny. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just it's, it's crazy. Sort like, of scary how accurate it is, but yes, yeah. It's I mean, it's not as funny as Office Space. Of course not. Uh, a classic. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> of course not. Duh. Anyway, all right. Oh, spe- so just, just a brief yes, aside. Of course, we were uh, we were talking about something at work the other day, and I was like, we were talking about sort of a. Uh, breaches of privacy mm-hmm. uh, and I said this reminds me of Enemy of the State to a couple okay. of my younger co uh, workers who had not seen the movie sure. and I was like oh you gotta see this movie That movie. like I don't know why it stands out as a movie that I really enjoy I've seen it probably three or I four don't times <laughs> you didn't like that movie? I always thought it was, I mean, it's, it was really entertaining that's the Will Smith movie right? yeah Will Smith and Gene Hackman yeah I mean it's fine but it's not I watched I watched a clip of it today, and oh my Very god, the tech looks so yeah, old! Like just the on-screen graphics. I mean, not surprising. It's twenty years old. I was like, "What the fuck? That yeah. movie's twenty years old." I, I imagine most of it. So, yeah. I imagine most of the sort of like scare tactics in that are probably have come to fruition at this point. Because I mean, when it was filmed, the internet was still pretty young. For those who don't know, Enemy of the State is about a lawyer who sort of like. I don't remember the exact premise. Will Smith plays a lawyer who basically is being sort of spied upon because of his involvement mm-hmm. with the mob family or something. It doesn't really matter, but he it hooks doesn't. up with an NSA agent who was played by Gene Hackman, who educates him about all the power of sort of surveillance that he doesn't even realize is happening. But it's a very, very entertaining movie, or I always thought it was anyway. Obviously. Let me ask a question that, that can only have a sad answer. When is the last time you actually watched Enemy of the State? You said you've seen it multiple times. Uh, probably 
in the early 2000s. By okay. The right, latest was probably like answer. 2004. <laughs> I mean, if it came out in 98, it, I haven't seen it in the past 10 or 15 years, I wouldn't think. But okay. if it were on okay. right now, I'd could watch it. it. Were it not for the Blazer game. But. All right, so it did end, sadly. Um, wow, okay, fair enough. Your choice, that's fine. Yeah, you, All right. It, that's one of those movies I mean, that's it's, like... It, no, it's not. I, it's whatever a, it's, you're about to say, if, no, if it's the, not. If the Ringer has a podcast called The Rewatchable, I would put The Enemy, Enemy of the State on the rewatchable list for me. Well, you should tweet Bill Simmons and see if he he'll should, do that for you. I think it might be on the... He said they did a movie that was like 20 years old and a lot of his staff had not seen it or had no... Of course. Actually, I think that might have been in the 80s, but anyway... They do a they do a lot of things that I'm like eh he could have chosen a better thing for rewatchable so maybe he has a soft spot in his heart for Enemy of the State as well I'll lose respect for him if he does but that's okay similarly are you a fan yes. of the uh, Bad Boys movie with Will Smith and uh, Martin Lawrence Again, or Bad I Boys saw Two it. I definitely did not see the sequel <laughs> I saw Bad Boys but I don't think I would watch it again if it came on yeah I I can't imagine that holds up well but I would watch it just for the entertaining. No. Just to see zero percent chance that it holds up well. I bet it holds up pretty well. <laughs> so, okay. so just a quick, another quick aside about Enemy of the State. Other people that Jesus are in it, Christ. Jack Black is in it. As a, I think he's like an analyst or something. Just that like a, I don't think I brief. knew, or I, I certainly didn't remember. That, yeah. And then uh, Seth, what's the guy that's on Family Guy? Seth. Seth uh, Green. Yeah, Seth Green is in it, also as an analyst. Okay. So. See, that I could see. He was pretty hot at that point. Like, Can't Hardly yeah, yeah. Wait had come out the year before. Yeah, yeah. He, he, had, some, he had some action going. No, he was so, on, he was Can't on Hardly Wait, is that is that a Austin rewatchable for you? Can't Hardly Wait? Yeah. I really like that movie. I probably yeah. would I would probably rewatch that. That was definitely a coming-of-age movie. And I was, again, I think it came out in 97, so I was literally right at the age that those characters were. So it was very relatable to me. And it had JLH, like, at her, at her peak. Like she was in the PO5 situation. You know this. You know all the. I, I was a fan of PO5. I sure. sadly know that you were. Yes, as a member of higher education, you were watching that show. Which Can't hardly happening. wait. Officially came out in '98 as well. Okay, close enough. Again, still the right wheelhouse for me from an age perspective. I'm not cheating and looking these things up. I'm just doing I know. It from memory for the record. So, um, what was the name of the dude that was in that movie? Like the lead guy. Um, uh, I'm looking it Seth. up. I can find it. I just met. Seth. Oh, Ethan Embry. Breck and Meyer. Oh, name? Ethan Embry. I think so. No, he's like the he was the dorky guy. I don't think he was the lead. Yeah, I think the lead I was mean, the was dorky the movie, guy. But... Yeah, it was Ethan Embry. He was the lead guy. Is it isn't Breck and Meyer in that movie? Since you're looking at the cast, no, I, I don't see him on. No, is that a him? Right, I don't know who I'm thinking of. That's a him, yeah. By the way, Seth Meyer or Seth Meyer, Seth Green makes that movie. The character he plays with the, he's like the the, the ghetto white kid who's having like an identity <laughs> crisis. He wears the, yeah. he's got like the the ski goggles on all the time and the backpack and the bright clothes. Oh the yeah, Jinko jeans. Looking at the poster. <laughs> yeah, he's classic. <laughs> he's hilarious. I love that kid. Was Ethan Embry in anything after that movie? Yeah, he was. Um, that's not even what I remember him from, but it, it, it's, I can't, he was in a lot of those kind of coming of age movies, but he was, he always played like the, like he's looking at butterflies, like, whoa, kind of guy, like he was just an idiot. Space cadet. Yeah. He was one of those guys I love to hate, which is why I can't even accept that he was the lead in that movie, but maybe he was, I don't know. The lead in the movie was Jennifer Love You, obviously. 
even though she was had very few lines until you know she be, the the she became the object of his affection and became real towards the end but that's what sold the movie i believe she was in the middle of the poster for example again i'm not looking at any of this I'm yeah yeah i think she was too sorry I'm, there's a an article on cosmopolitan.com of the cast of can't hardly wait what they look like then and now Seth Green. I, by the way, Seth I Green, do love the then and now article. Seth Green not aged well. Really? Well, the I mean, the they could choose whatever photo they want, but he looks very old and bearded and scraggly. Looks a little, a little rugged. I did not realize Jenna Elfman played a stripper in that movie. Now that they say that, I remember that, but that didn't stand out. Yeah, to me. she was at the bus stop. Ethan Embry I, bumped I, into her. I at think a bus it was stop out, or it something. was outside a gas station. I think, but yeah. It was something. I, who cares? Like she was. Why the I fuck think... are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I can't hardly wait for this conversation to end so we can move on to something else. All right, let's go. There's <laughs> a time for And using dribbling. that as a transition for the last chunk, whatever it turns out to be of the show, um, it's going to be all basketball. I want to start out on kind of a sad note, uh, but it's definitely worth mentioning. Uh, Paul Allen, co-founder of Microsoft, passed away two days ago, three days ago now. Um, yeah, and obviously... Three. All right, he was Mr. Allen. Yeah, he, he was the... Um, the owner of the Trailblazers, so obviously very and the Seattle close Seahawks, to but yes, and the Seahawks and the and the Seattle Sounders as well. More importantly, to me, the owner of the Trailblazers, obviously, um, the co-founder of Microsoft. He was, uh, you know, net worth at the time of his death was like twenty billion, but he he gave millions and millions to philanthropic efforts, um, and he spearheaded several charities. One, which I think was looking. Um, into various brain issues. Um, and he actually, he, he resigned, I guess, from Microsoft like 15, 16 years ago. So he, he hadn't been active in Microsoft in a long time, but, you know, he had like 180 million shares of stock, so he was worth kudo or buku bucks there. Not kudos, buku bucks. Um, had several yachts. I was reading up on him. He yeah, the like yachts. Interesting guy. I, I think some of his yachts are like ridiculously large, like... Yeah, they're like 470 million dollar yeah, lots, yachts yeah. or something. I think one of them was in the top ten in terms of size in the world, which most of those largest yachts in the world are owned by like Saudi princes. Yeah, so he I, was up. I read an article level. one time about the yachts, and I was like, "Holy shit!" But he, in addition to just having dope ass yachts, he used it for <laughs> like sea exploration, and because it was always just kind of ready to go, he used it. It was part of a core of yachts that would always help save people that were in distress, things of that sort. So, again, seemed like a really cool guy. Never got married. Never had any kids. Um, so just, like, living that billionaire bachelor lifestyle uh, and and being a, a philanthropist as well. So, sorry to hear that. As, as Todd mentioned, RIP to Paul Allen. Yeah, this um, says he's given more than $2 billion towards the advancement of science, technology, education, Wildlife conservation, arts, and community service. Oh, he also developed the uh, what used to be called the EMP, the Experience Music Project, uh, building by Frank Gehry in Seattle, at the base right. of the. I think it. I think they changed the museum to something else now, at the base of the uh, Space Needle in Seattle. Right. So that's that's the other thing I failed to mention. I'm glad you brought that up. He was act, he was also a, apparently a very good guitarist. Yeah. And he was in a band, and he would perform on his yacht. He'd have a party and have he'd have fundraisers on his yacht. He, uh, and he and his band would perform. Damian Lillard has uh, tribute shoes tonight, which have uh, 
R.I.P. or whatever Paul Allen on the out, on the side and then a guitar painted on top of them. That's very cool. Part very of the cool. tribute towards Mr. Allen. There you go. All right, so we'll use that as the transition to jump right into sibling dribbling. Sibling dribblings here on the Bro Pie with Scott and Todd. Um, and let's actually start with that, and then we'll get into the more of the details of the actual games, and then we'll call it a pod. But um, it's funny you mentioned that because I was reading an article that talked about how this year you can basically they made it official you can have whatever the hell you want on your shoes oh yeah you um, don't have to before they had some what seemingly bullshit rules about the colors of your shoes they had to sort of match your right. uniform although yep, it was team conformity it, yeah it didn't feel like that really held true like no. for special games they let you time. wear whatever the fuck you wanted seemed to me but christmas day games guys would have green and red shoes yeah of course well i mean some of those paired with the christmas day uniforms but I definitely saw people that were, like, I feel like Damian Lillard had some shoes that he would wear a few times a year that weren't just, like, black and red and white or gray or whatever. Yeah. So, yep. I, whatever. But now you can, I guess, wherever the fuck you want. Sounds like it. In both footwear and headwear, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so so that's just a quick footwear note. The headwear you're referring to is Drew Holiday in the game last night. He was wearing um, a Giroux rag. Yeah, Houston versus um, the Pelicans. Pelicans of New Orleans. Drew, he, I mean, he looked like it was a Ralph Macchio situation. He was yeah. he was Daniel from the Karate Kid. I thought he was going to do a uh, do the I, crane kick. I said he looked like sort of a mix between Karate Kid sort of headband or like Dave Chappelle's version of Rick James. I feel like some, some of those had like, because he has like braids sort of cascading over the headband. So I was watching... Right. I was watching the starters briefly before we started this podcast, and they were saying that's one of the this year's official headband options. Really? Is, is that thing? Yeah, because you know they have rules about what you can and can't wear. Yeah, of course. LeBron had the like six-inch thick headband for a while, and they had other thinner right. ones. Um, and yeah, I guess the the t- what looks like a piece of cloth that's tied in the back is now an official. <laughs> But the thing so is, ridiculous. like, I I didn't notice anyone else wearing it the other night. I wonder if he, like, requested that to be added to the repertoire of items that you could wear. Because, like, I don't, I, I haven't seen anyone else try to wear that. I yeah, hope I, mean, I do, because it, uh, it looked absolutely ridiculous and kind insane. of awesome. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously very early in the season. Tonight is night three. Um, so I, I guess we will maybe see more players making a bad decision to wear that type of headband. <laughs> I feel but... like I had a headband like that in like 1987 that I wore when I saw the Karate Kid or whatever. Oh, you totally did. I remember <laughs> it. was white and it had, it looked like a, 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 a an extended Japanese flag because it was white and it just had the red circle in the middle and it tied in the back. It yeah, it did look like thing. he was wearing I don't think it was actually a bandana. I think it was more like a sort of like piece of a strip of cloth that was tied in the back. It probably has some like high performance sweat wicking capabilities or something but it looked of like of course it does <laughs> or of course it claims to yeah. but I doubt that it actually does it looked yeah he looked like an idiot let's call it what it is so so anyway as, as, as we talked about the NBA kicked off two nights ago tonight is, is obviously the Portland uh, LA game which we're both looking forward to each of us being on opposite sides of that spectrum but let's talk about opening night I don't want to go too much in detail about every game but Opening night, there were only two games. It was the Celtics versus the 76ers, which a lot of people would agree are the two best teams in the East. Mm. Celtics blew them out. It was well, a yawn I fest. Think it people, wasn't even close. I think people um, also put the Raptors in there. Was... 
I love some, some people uh, think the Raptors are number two or number one, possibly. I Kawhi, Kawhi looked good, but I, he did look good last night. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. So, right, yeah, yeah. so the Celtics blew out the Sixers by almost twenty points. Um, good to see Gordon Hayward back. He didn't produce all that much, but he he's back. He's playing. His ankle's not broken, so that's good. Um, I'm assuming you didn't watch any of these games in their entirety. I watched. No, nah, I didn't watch the whole game. I watched some of them. I and I, you know, I've listened to some commentary. Apparently, Kyrie didn't play that well. I saw Jason no. Tatum make some. Jason Tatum lit it up. Pretty amazing plays. Um, yeah, he's the best kid on that team at this point. It'll be interesting Former to see kid. how the Celtics sort of divvy up minutes because they, I mean, do not feel sorry for them, but they sort of have like a embarrassment, embarrassment of, riches. of riches. Yeah, they have yeah. like too many good players. Yeah, so they really do. They're pretty smart about like obviously Danny Ainge is a pretty. Pretty amazing general manager, and they have a great coach, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to praise the Celtics. Fuck them. But they, uh, like, it'll be interesting to see if they, like, dump some of those for future picks or cause some of those players or some other thing, like, turn it into another asset. I don't know. You talk about this summer? Uh, I, I mean, even at the trade deadline, they could trade. I mean, Jimmy Butler's still out there. They could probably put a package together to send something for Jimmy Butler. I, I wouldn't just because, I mean, we don't have to get into all the Jimmy Butler stuff, but do you want Jimmy Butler on your team? No. Like he's, he he's so, he's, has a little bit of an injury history. He seems sort of like a locker room cancer. I know he's been in not, like not the greatest situations, but he keeps complaining. Yeah. And the Minnesota one should have been a pretty decent situation. He seems to have like right. made a bigger problem than he needed to out of it. Yeah, he, he fell into the Minnesota situation. He's the leader on the team. He can make basically a super max deal, and he's not happy. Uh, I don't understand it. He's definitely a cancer in the clubhouse. He's only good for 50 to 55 games a year. Why would anybody give up anything? And and, and getting back to your point about the Celtics, you know, things they might do midseason, I legitimately think, and I know you just mentioned the Toronto thing, but even if you factor that in, I legitimately think they are – one or one A in the East, <laughs> prohibitive favorites to win the East. So the question is, if you make a move, it's to try to beat the Warriors, who are the prohibitive favorites in the West. But if you or know your league. tops in the East, why would you change anything? Well, unless you I mean, had to? I think they. I would say they're the strong favorites in the East. I, 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 I think you're discounting the Raptors too much. I think they're better than Philly. But let, let, give me a call when the Raptors win anything, and then well, I'll change my mind. They have Kawhi now, so. A two-way player. Okay. They replaced DeRozan with a two-way, better version of DeRozan. You could say. I understand. Who was sure. like an all-star for the past, I don't know, four or five years. Anyway. Right. Uh, they're in the East. Blah blah blah. So what I'm saying, even even if the Celtics are number one in the East, I don't think mm-hmm. anyone expects them to. Hold on a second. I don't think anyone expects them to compete with the Warriors, like or thinks they have. I mean, I mean, obviously Celtics fans do, but unless they upgrade another level, I don't, I don't see them having a strong chance against the Warriors or like a favorite, being a favorite right. against the Warriors. No, no one's gonna be a favorite against the Warriors in any in any league this year, barring any unforeseen circumstances obviously so but again I mean you know 
I, I get it. Every team's goal who's up there in that upper echelon should be to win the NBA championship. But I think for now, Boston should be okay with a yeah, I, the very thing that, young core. Yeah, the thing that Boston does have is some time. Like the Warriors, you know, there's, Warriors always, much older. there's all this talk about Durant going to the Knicks and or just leaving. Like, how, you don't know how long the Warriors Lakers. thing is going to stay together. So, yeah, the Bo- Boston's got it locked up for at least. I don't know, three or four years. Yeah. I mean, I mean uh, they, uh, Horford know, may not last that long. But... Tatum's still got a couple more years on his contract. Um, Gordon Hayward's there for several more years. I think, uh, I don't know what, um, <clears throat> Al, Al Horford? Yeah, that's what that? I just said. I don't I don't know how long Horford's deal is, but yeah. I mean, I could certainly look it up. But he's the most re- he's the most replaceable guy in the roster. Well, so. I mean, you could, he he's sort of a glue guy, and he does a lot of stuff for them, like all the little stuff I, that not, people... I'm not yeah, saying he's not good, yeah. but he could, you he could, could find a lot of people that could do the same things. Maybe not as well I as think. he can, but yes, you could certainly. I mean, any yeah, you could certainly replace him. He's not the ball dominant superstar that some of the other right. players are. And if you got something, someone who was 75, 80 percent of his talent, I think you'd still be okay. That's my. That's what I mean when I say he's the most replaceable. Yes, agreed. Um, so anyway, so that was the that was the first game, and then the other opening night game was Golden State versus OKC. Golden State won fairly easily by eight points. Curry had thirty-two and nine dimes. Durant had twenty-seven. So Russell w- Westbrook did not play. So yeah, Westbrook didn't play. So that obviously is a factor. But um, you know, no surprise. The defending champs started off with a with a W to continue their reign. So um, I didn't watch any of that game, nor did I watch any highlights of that game. So I don't know if there was any other other takeaways. Um. I didn't really watch any of that game either because I was like, oh, Westbrook's not going to play. I mean, I think – actually, you I guess I watched a more. few minutes. They, I mean, Steven Adams played pretty well. Paul George is good. Yeah. Whatever. Paul George <laughs> is good. I like that. Uh, um, the, so, uh, oh, the other, yeah. the other thing that I remembered from the uh, Pelicans was they now have Alfred Payton. Who looks yes. completely different because he cut his weird ass hair off. He has like a normal hair. I saw that in preseason. Yeah, like he shaved it you down. wouldn't even recognize he him. Looked like an idiot before then. Right. That, that was the only. Th- that was stupid on his part in terms of marketing. That was the only thing that made him recognizable was his dumbass haircut, or hairdo, I should say. So, <laughs> it is interesting that he decided to, to shave it down, and make it look normal, or somewhat normal anyway. So, um. So then, moving on to last night's games, I have not seen anything from tonight, and we don't even talk about every single game, obviously, but I think the highlight of last night's games was the game we've now mentioned several times, the Pelicans really kind of manhandling Houston. I mean, the the Brow had 32 points, 16 boards, and 8 dimes, so a near triple-double for the, the giant in the middle, so that's not a surprise. I, I didn't see the stat lines, but I heard Carmelo basically bricked every shot he took which is not a surprise. Yeah. And then in the, I saw the post game and he was like, well, you know, he's kind of got to warm up. I'm I like, s- for saw, the game? For I the saw, season? What the hell's wrong with you? I saw Carmelo get the ball in the post and do some of those like quadruple pumps like six times and then get blocked a couple times. You he's know, he worst. just goes down there, moves his hands up and down. <laughs> like, dude, who are you fooling? He's been doing that, he's been doing that since Syracuse. I know, but he's movie. not he like 26 him. anymore. He's like, I no know. one's going to fall for that shit. He's the worst, for sure. Um, 
So that was that was a good game. Uh, the other kind of marquee matchup that I, I saw highlights of but didn't really see too much was um, Phoenix-Dallas, just because it had uh, Aiton, the number one pick, versus uh, Luka Doncic, which was the number technically the number three pick. Uh, the Suns won by a lot. So Aiton won the battle of the the hot rookies. Um, yeah, Doncic Aiton has some Aiton. good plays, though. I mean, He did. He's definitely a, a skilled player. Suns no got a lot of help from Booker. Aiton had a solid yeah. game. Uh, somebody else scored yeah. a lot for them too. I can't remember who it was. Booker was the big Booker had thirty five points. Aiton had eighteen and ten boards, so he was he was doing well. Um, so so that's you know that's a good start for the rookies. Uh, the number two pick, former Dookie Marvin Bagley, who plays for Sacramento, apparently only played like ten minutes in the game, which is kind of bizarre. The coach afterwards said, "Well, you gotta <laughs> yeah you gotta let these guys Kings. fight for playing time," and I'm like. Why? He's the number two pick. Your team's yeah, put him in garbage. there. What, what He's are you better than anyone for? else you have. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I don't know what's happening there. That's kind of a big surprise. The Kings story. are stupid. Yeah, the Kings made bad decisions. Oh, shocking. Um, you would think with having and, like lottery picks for the last twenty-seven years, they would have like a decent team, but they keep drafting shitty centers. I mean, I don't know about uh, back. Who's who? On the, who do they pick? Bagley, Mark Bagley. Bagley. I don't. I don't know how good he is, and it sounds like nobody does because he only played twelve minutes. But yeah, um, he was great in college. He was up for all those National Player of the Year awards. But yeah, it's a different game. So we'll see. I mean, he played well. I, I, I saw one um, summer league game that he played against the Lakers, and he he was pretty dominant. But that's summer league, so I get it. I haven't seen him since then because why would I watch a Kings game? Um, oh, the Bucks. So anyway, those were narrowly beat the Hornets. Yeah. Uh, Batum had an opportunity to win with a three and missed it, but to me, is Batum like the best player of the Hornets now. No, Kemba Walker, I think, is their best player. Oh, I forgot they had Kemba Walker. Okay, and they have somebody else too. Um, who's their other? They person? have uh, they have Tony Parker now, don't they? Yeah, they have the whole French connection. They yeah, do, they but know. there's some, oui, oui. <laughs> there's somebody else. They have somebody else too. Uh, uh, it'll come to me. But the Greek Freak had 25 and 18. Lighten bitches up. That's a hell of a stat line for the first game of the year. Uh, well, Kemba Walker had 41 points. And apparently not enough. Yeah, if he had 42, they would have tied the game. I know. I mean, they, they lost by one, but what are you going to do? He missed um, He missed one of his free throws, so... It sounds like go. Kemba Walker needs to get traded from Charlotte because he's screwing him up. Because he missed one free throw. Yeah. He scored like half his team's points. Good call. Yeah, the the second best scorer was Malik Monk. Oh yeah, he actually he had a, a decent outing. Who that can't be who you were thinking of though? It, I think it was. He had a pretty crappy like rookie season. I, I was just listening to like yeah. an NBA podcast, and they were just talking about him because he actually had a, a decent showing for. Sibling dribbling's deep cuts here. <laughs> um, Stealing from other podcasts. There is, to, uh, there's some, there's yes. another game I wanted to talk about, or something else I wanted to mention, but now I can't remember what it was. Uh, I think Trey Young did almost nothing in the Hawks game. Uh, I don't. Was I that don't, that? This was yesterday. Yeah, I don't feel good for him. Cause, he had 14 points. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he was fine, but there's just so many expectations on him because that team is so bad, but. Yeah, I'm sure he has no help. I will say, pe- you know, people yeah. are talking about is Giannis going to take another jump this year? Beating the Hornets by one point is 
not super impressive, but I mean, that's first it's not a good start, season, but who knows? Definitely not a good start. Yeah, Trey Young was five for 14, 14 points. Oh, but only shooting. Sorry, five out of 14 field goals. It's a rough start for him in the uh, <clears throat> the in the uh, Pelicans game. Alfred Payton actually had a triple double. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. He could have been doing that all last year if he cut his fucking hair off. Who would have known? <laughs> I know. I I think he made like six more assists because he could actually see where he was throwing the ball. Yeah, exactly. His dreadlocks or whatever. The, I don't even know. I don't even know what was going on with his hair for his first stint in the league until this year. I don't know what that was. It was bizarre. Um, and then the two games tonight, the Sixers took care of the Bulls. Not a surprise there. And the Wizards and the Heat are. Oh, I'm sorry. That game isn't over yet. And the Wizards and the Heat is also not over yet, but the Wizards are, are up by a, a bucket. Check that. They're up by a point. So we'll see what happens in those two games. Seems it like looks the like the Sixers win. might win. but Yeah, the Sixers will be fine. I mean, they're playing the Bulls, so they should be. Um, and then Wizards-Heat is going to be close. It's going to come down to the wire. So other uh, thoughts, comments? You want to do a, a quick um, pregame for tonight? which uh, tips off here in about 15, 20 minutes? Uh, what do you expect? I don't know. Opening I mean, night, probably just, be a, a tribute to Paul Allen at the outset. Yes, they have. Yeah. I saw some photos from the Blazers' Instagram, and they have a, a Blazers hat and, like, a rose sitting in his seat. as sort of a tribute. I'm sure they'll have, like, sure. a video tribute. He's, I mean, he it says he bought the team in 88, so he owned it for 30 years, which is pretty crazy. He bought it, he bought it for $70 million. Yeah. Probably a good investment. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, not if you're dead. Well, I understand, but I'm saying I'm sure he was proud of that investment yeah. for 30 years. I mean, 70 into in a, highest nine figures. In a less heartfelt and more sort of calculating thing, it's just, I mean, he was definitely a nice guy, a good person. The other good thing was he was rich and he didn't mind spending money on the team. Of course. So, that's always been that a plus for the Blazers, not having that going forward. I'm sure. a little worried about it, to be honest with you. As so a, who takes over now? Armor. Do you know? So his sister, I think, is like inherits it, but she has said she doesn't want to run the team. He has a a company that's basically it's called Vulcan, and there's a guy who's, yeah, who's his... run the who sort of owned the team with him, who I think is taking it over in the short term. And He's gonna be the one to step up. Okay. And I, I they've said they're they're gonna sell it to somebody, but I don't. There's, I mean, you know, the news is less than a week old, so there's no like strong front runners or anything. Sure. I would imagine, or one of the things I read said it would probably be a group of owners, which again is like. Ugh. That's never. Good. I don't. I mean, I don't know. There's. You obviously don't want to have this situation like Oklahoma City, but it's such a beloved franchise and has a solid fan base. I would, and the NBA knows that like having the Seattle team go to Oklahoma City is sort of a PR kind of nightmare. So there's people think that the team will stay in Portland. I certainly hope so. Um, yeah, I would think so. But yeah, I, mean, I would have thought the SuperSonics would have stayed too. Yeah, so who, I mean, who knows? We'll see. But yeah, I don't have. Okay. Um, as far as the game tonight, I just. You know, I hope the team plays well. I hope they obviously. I hope they win. 
Sure. I'm sure there'll be a shit ton of Lakers fans because there's lots of Lakers. There's lots of Lakers. They travel well. Fans in quotations everywhere. Right. People. I mean, there's going to be even more like bandwagon assholes now. That is true. LeBron's on the That's team. Correct. Yes. It's like the. It's like I the war. I mean, obviously you're my brother. I love you, but goddamn, I hate Lakers fans so much. <laughs> Such well, I understand if you hate <laughs> Lakers fans in quotes, but you have to at least respect the true fans, such as myself. Why, who have Why been do there I have to respect that? Since the beginning, please. You'd beginning like... of my life. I'm not saying I was cheering for them in the 50s when Mike and no, 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 no. Not even the beginning. You started liking Lakers during Magic and the Showtime Lakers when they were the best yeah. team. Like, granted, kids like that. Like, you want to like the popular team, but it was you didn't like them because you were a fan of Los Angeles or had any connection to the city. No, I was a fan of Magic Johnson. Magic yeah. Johnson was my idol growing up. I because be, he was, I was good. I was a point guard. <laughs> you were a Fairweather okay. fan at age seven or eight. <laughs> let's say you're Let's say you're a kid right now. Are you going to be a fan of, of Mateen Cleaves? Who's, does, he's not in the NBA I don't anymore, even know what that who is. rides the end of the bench? <laughs> exactly. Exactly, you don't. Well, so no, you're maybe, not. You can maybe be a fan you're a Giannis fan. You could be a Bucks fan. You wouldn't have to be like, what I'm saying is, like, if you're a kid now and you're a Warriors fan, you're a Fairweather fan. Unless you live in Oakland or San Francisco. And then you're probably rich as shit anyway because you're living in a very expensive place. Yeah, first of all, I call bullshit. It has nothing to do with geographics. So because you became a, a Trailblazers fan at the age of 25, I, I can call you a Fairweather fan because it was later in life. <laughs> like, I've been there since the beginning. That's that's the only team I ever cheer for it, in the good times and bad. Now, thankfully, as a Lakers fan since the mid '80s, there have not been a lot of bad times. But when fucking Nick Van Exel and Cedric Sabalos were running the team, I was still a fan. I was still cheering for them, and they were terrible for several years there. And then the Kobe era began, and obviously, all the way until the very tail end of his career, Fair lots enough. of success. So easy to cheer for, but <laughs> I still rooted for them. Logan's I didn't say you were a terrible fair, several years. I mean, I did. And now say they're about to get good fans. again. So as long as you stick it out with the team, <laughs> I what I meant was I think you're a true uh, fan. If I gave up on them for the past four years and now I was like, "Fuck were, yeah, go Lakers," then yes, I'm a Fairweather fan. It. But I've been there since the again, like I said, I've been there since the beginning for me. Oh, since up. my beginning in basketball. Same thing with Duke. Same thing with the Atlanta Braves. All those teams have had their ups and downs, and I stuck with those teams. So cut the shit. I'm a true Lakers fan. I was on the team. That is, that That's is how big a fan I am. That's the biggest test of give true you that. fandom. I will, I will give you credit for that one. Yes, thank you. Anyway, so that game tips here in probably 15 minutes or so. It is TNT, so it might be 20 or 25 minutes, but Todd will be very tired at work tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Because he's sacrificing his sleep the old to stay up. And <laughs> stay up till one thirty. Always awesome. Yeah. Fucking times. TNT games. Never fails. Um, do we have a uh, do we have a keto update today or no? Uh, no. Is that even have, a thing? I've not been following my diet very religiously lately. Okay. How's the exercise going? That's what I thought. All uh, right. Same. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be the N O N dash existent. So, no worries. Um, we'll save that for next week. Maybe there'll be a change, although I kind of doubt it. But we'll see. Um, maybe. Maybe. You never know. Things can happen. All right, so um, before we go here tonight, I wanted to let everyone know that next week we'll be recording the annual Halloween show 
I don't think we did it last year, but maybe we did. Annual it doesn't matter. Halloween Never show. But, you know, annual because <laughs> around Halloween we'll record a Halloween show. show. Yeah, the first an- could be first annual Halloween show. Uh, we'll be recording it next week, and it will go up the week of Halloween, so probably the 29th of October. So look forward to that. A bunch of uh, tricks and treats. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Look forward to that. Spooky. I'm excited about it. And speaking of which, the Halloween movie, since we're talking about Halloween, um, opens up in theaters technically tonight. So I'm kind of excited about that. 40 years since the original one original one came on. So this uh, is a new... I, I haven't been following this because I don't like horror movies, but this is a... Right. They're re-showing the original one, or it's a no. sequel or a remake it's or a, something? It's So there have been, as you're probably aware, there have been many iterations of the Halloween franchise since the original 1978 version. What this is, is this is literally a sequel to the original one. So all the other stuff that's happened in all the other iterations of Halloween is not relevant. It literally is picking up 40 years later from the original Halloween. Same characters, Jamie Lee Curtis is signed on. She's in the flick. Um, And it's just 40 years later. And now Jamie Lee Curtis has a daughter and I believe a granddaughter as well. And Michael Myers comes back and terrorizes them in Haddonfield, Illinois. Interesting side note, this film was shot in Charleston, South Carolina and made to look like a yeah, suburb in Illinois. interesting. So, a little shout out to the home state there. But, um, yeah, I'm very excited about it. It's gotten a lot of hype and I'm not a huge horror movie fan, but I, I do respect and enjoy the Halloween franchise, except for Halloween 3, which anyone that knows Halloween 3 understands that that is not even a movie. Um, and if you don't know what I mean, just watch Halloween 3 and you'll be like, I don't get it. Uh, so, Anyway, so that's that opens up uh, tonight, technically, nationwide tomorrow at all major theaters. And uh, again, we'll be doing our Halloween show next Monday, so look forward to that. I look forward to recording it. It's going to be a good time. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, big game tonight, so I'm going to say go Lakers. Todd's going to say go Blazers. He's wearing his Blazers cap as we speak. Showing support. Go Blazers. Rip City! Exactly. So, thus ends Sibling Dribblings for tonight. Um, Let us know if you enjoyed this portion of the podcast. By the way, hit us up, thebropodnetwork at gmail.com. The underscore bro underscore pod at Instagram and Twitter. And we also have a Facebook page. Just search for Bropod Network. Bropod, Scott and Todd. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, whatever. You're listening to us if you've gotten this far, so I don't know why I need to announce that. On all the platforms. You have likely you found it already. You're likely, yeah. If you've made it this far, congratulations and we apologize. Um, but anyway, so I think that's going to be it for the show. Anything else to add? No. Anything else to subtract? Didn't I don't think, think so. so. Alright, so Todd loves soup. I'm fully subtracted. Fully subtracted. That's exactly right. Aromatics. All right. Until next week, everybody. Peace. Peace.